no, what? no. I was really excited because I was like, what I'm going to be able to tell this on Love Kill. Oh my- <laughs> He pulled me over and I was like, yes, we have caught on the story. <laughs> oh my gosh. Welcome to Love, Kayla and Val. I'm Kayla. And I'm Val. And we are so excited to have you with us today. It's an exciting day. It is an exciting day. It is a beautiful day outside. Oh my gosh, Listen, it's finally spring weather. Oh, it's gorgeous. I walked outside and I was like, I don't even need my jacket. Oh my gosh. <laughs> finally acting like it's May and not February. I'm so happy. Yeah. Oh, it was so pretty. I, I am so uh, like, I'm so used to like my morning routine is waking up and asking Alexa what the weather is going to be. Mm-hmm. And today she was like a high of 74. And I was like, get out of here. Yes. Get oh out of here. <laughs> but you know what I'm not looking forward to next week when I'm in Texas, it's going to be in the upper 90s. Oh my gosh. She told me about that. Yeah. That's going to be rough. Yes. It's gonna be rough. I moved away from Texas partly because I hate the heat. Yeah. And so, you know, here I'm complaining because it still feels like winter in May. And there I'm complaining because it feels like the middle <laughs> of summer in May. But, you know, it's, it's the weather. It's Texas. It's, it's Pennsylvania. Texas. But while we're getting started here, I feel like something we haven't done in a while is tell you guys, let you guys know that we are streaming on basically every platform you can think of yeah. for podcasts. So All of them. if you really like what you're hearing, you can find us on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. Uh, what's the other one? The Anchor. Yes. You can find us on literally so many things. So many. And I believe all of those platforms are shareable. So yeah. if you want to share the podcast, it would really help us out, but it would really, really, really help us out if you guys left a review yes oh my goodness please do that yeah left left a nice little hi i'm listening and i love you (laughs) if you leave reviews it helps um spotify or amazon or itunes whoever helps them know that people like it and helps them know to push us to get us in front of other people and so if you could do that be lovely. It would be so awesome. That would be that. That would be that would be the biggest compliment yes. to love Kayla and Val yes. for you to leave us a little review <laughs> and let us know what you're thinking, what yeah. you're liking. But with that being said, Val, how you been? I've been good. I'm still working on my bread, and it's it's going okay. It's not great yet, but it's better than it was. Yeah. And I tried a piece. It's really good. It's really really good. Mm. Well, thank you. And you tried mm-hmm. like days old piece. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even fresh and it was still good. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm learning that making sourdough is not for the impatient person, which is hard because I'm very impatient. I just mm-hmm. want, I want to do something like right then and make it happen. And I'm the same way. Yeah. And sourdough, it takes days to make a starter and then it takes a whole day before you can bake it and then baking it's long. And the sourdough starter, it came together at the literal 1130 hour. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had to, we keep our house pretty cold. We're both, yeah. my roommate and I are both very like warm natured people. So we yeah. keep it cold. And sourdough starters don't need cold. Right. They need like room temperature, kind of like not warm, but whatever. Yeah. And so the last day, I went a day extra because the sourdough wasn't doing what it's supposed to do. And so the last day on day five, I wrapped it in a towel and stuck it in my oven to keep the cold temperatures away from it. Yeah. And finally... It acted right. Yeah. But that's that's all my life. So, Kayla, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I, I actually, I got really excited yesterday because I got pulled over by the cops. <gasps> no, no, I was really excited because I was like, Why I'm going to be able to tell this on Love, Kayla. Oh, my. <laughs> 
he pulled me over and I was like, yes, we have content. <laughs> I <have> story. <laughs> oh my God. So I got pulled over and I mean, it was for like literally nothing. It was, it was literally, uh, the guy pulled me over because my registration has been expired since December. And it was funny because like as soon as he said it, I remembered my grandpa handing me like a, a an envelope because yeah. you know how they send you that like warning, like, Hey, just yep. so you know, handing it to me in like November and being like, Hey, just make sure you do this. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh. So I also lost my wallet. And so he was like, (laughs) so he was, well, I found it since, but like Uh, yesterday I'm sitting in the car and he's like, do you have your ID? And I was like, somewhere. I mean, it's somewhere, but (laughs) he was like, is the car registered in your name? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just looked it up, but wow. Yeah. He was, this guy was so nice. Like he was just, he was super nice. Like, let me explain this whole interaction to you. I was sitting in the car. He comes up and I like apologize profusely, even though I didn't even know like what the problem was. And he was like, do you just have your, uh, register? Like I guess he didn't need the registration. He said, do you have your license and your insurance? Well, the only insurance I have in the car is from when I had state farm. I have progressive now. I do not have state farm (laughs) anymore. So I'm handing him this and he goes, this is an old insurance. And I was like, oh, I think I might have it on my phone. I have progressive. And he was like, oh, okay. So I showed him my phone and he was like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, you're good. He was like, do you have your ID? And I was like, I think it might be in the back of my car. I I really, and it ended up actually being in the back of my car, but like, I, I didn't know, like I wasn't confidently, I was like, it could be in the back, but I was like, I think it's in the back of my car. Can I just like get out and check? And he was like, no, no, no. He was like, is, is it registered in your name? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, I'll just look it up. That's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, because I was thinking like, because <laughs> when he first looked at me, when I asked him if I could get out of the car, I was like, dude, you're not pulling me over because you think I have like a gun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not going to try to run. <laughs> like, I'm not yes. getting out of the car and like kind of resist. But I, I knew him, actually. I Oh, wow. Well, I didn't like we'd never met before, but I cleaned his mom's house. <laughs> Okay. So when I saw his name on the thing, I was like, oh, do you know, you know, so-and-so? And And he was like, I'm familiar. And I was like, I clean her house. And he was like, oh, you clean with Michelle. And I was like, yep. And he was like, that's my mom. (laughs) So I was like, sick. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So cleaning houses like got you. All the connections. Yeah. All the connections. Oh my gosh. So did you get a ticket or anything? Just a warning? Nope. He didn't give me a ticket. He just said, make sure that when you get to where you're going, you get a new one. And I was like, okay, sounds good. That's great because I know people who was like a week past the due date and got a warrant. A warrant? Yeah. Out for like his arrest? Yeah. It oh, might not have been a week. It might have been a little longer, but it was nowhere near yours. A warrant? Yeah. So count that's your- That's aggressive. Bu- yeah, count your blessings. Oh, that's aggressive. That's unnecessary. Yeah. A week and a warrant. Could you yeah. imagine getting pulled over and being arrested because your registration is- <laughs> I'd be like, are you kidding me right now? Are you joking? Yeah. Oh, I would name drop everyone I oh know. Oh my gosh. Mm. That's Mm-mm. crazy. Well, you're definitely more interesting than I am. You got pulled over. I got I pulled made, over. It was I my second bread. time. Yeah. No, no, no. That's still exciting because your <laughs> bread was amazing. And it was rye bread. I've, you just told me that. It yeah. was rye and it was it was sourdough, but it was like a rye sourdough. Yeah, so that's made really with cool. organic rye flour. <gasps> and I also made Eiffel Tower cookies. I'll have to post oh, yes. those. Please do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were really cute. That and the was non- my house. The non-Eiffel Tower cookies were really tasty. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the Eiffel Tower ones weren't like, like they tasted good, but I couldn't frost them as much because the Eiffel mm-hmm. Tower is like, you know, it's kind of thin. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. Yeah. She, it, they were cute. Thick. They were cute. Yeah. Yeah. Today. Well, okay. Today. Guys, guys, guys. Okay. I'm like smiling like a child. Yes. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> one day we really need to switch over to some video podcasting because. Yeah. Oh gosh. This would have been Kay- the perfect. I'm not. Kayla is very expressive and yeah. entertaining to watch. I don't have a lot of expressions, but Kayla makes up for if it. If you've ever met my family, you need to be big and expressive <laughs> or else you're not seen. <laughs> you need to, you yeah. need to do something. But today, 
We have such a great conversation such to share with you. Oh my gosh, we just finished recording it a few minutes ago. Yeah. And I think it's going to encourage you, bless you, and keep you. And make the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Now, listen, yes. here's the thing. I'm just going to say it now while we're standing here. I'm sitting, but she's standing. While, mm-hmm. while we're both here, if you are at home right now and just listening to this for fun and have the ability to grab a notebook mm-hmm. and a pen or pencil and jot things down, maybe grab your Bible, yeah. I would highly recommend. Yes. Like just sitting. Like we got done with this, and I kid you not, I have like two pages of just yeah. like notes of of yes. just like straight wisdom. So if you can yes. do it, so do I don't it. think we even said what we're doing. We invited our pastor. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. We ju- we're so excited. We jumped ahead. We invited our pastor, Pastor Aaron, to come on and talk about prayer. And when we say that it was such a great conversation, such a good conversation. Like we're not trying to overhype it. He is full of so much wisdom. He's been doing ministry for a long time. You'll hear about that. Um, you also, know if you're good at math, that's just a preface. Yes. Keep, yeah. keep your ears open. Yes. And you know what? Let's not like delay this anymore. Yeah. Here you go. We're going to jump right into it. All right, guys. So we are so excited. So I've excited. been so excited about this for literally so two weeks. Excited. I think it was my update last week um, that I'm so excited about this. We have... Our lead pastor at Wrightsville Assembly of God with us today, Pastor Aaron, to answer some questions. I guess we should say Pastor Aaron McNatt, yes, like for professionalism. We're professionals. We are very, (laughs) (laughs) if you know us, we're very professional. Um, But Pastor Aaron McNatt with us to answer some questions about prayer. So to give some context, yeah, um, I've known Pastor Aaron for about 17 years. He's Mm -hmm. been, yeah, it's a long time. He's been my pastor, my lead pastor for the past seven and a half Yeah, I've been here, but he was um, the worship leader and youth pastor at my church in Texas. And so we go back. I definitely trust what he has to say about all things, but especially prayer. Yeah. Yeah. So Pastor Aaron, why don't you introduce yourself? Thank you so much. So glad to be here with yeah. Love, Kayla, and Val. Oh, this yeah. is cool. <laughs> first guy on the pod. Uh, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. First guy, second guest, first on guy. the podcast. Wow. Well, if if it all ends <laughs> abruptly, we'll, we'll know what the demise was of yeah, the podcast. Right. Oh my god! You broke the girl code, and, and it all fell apart. <laughs> wow! After that introduction, I feel like I can say honestly, I've taught you everything I know. I don't know if I've taught you everything you know, but I mean, after that many years, I don't know yeah. that I know much else. So I've taught you everything I know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, like I said, we're really excited that you're here. And like Val said, we trust your opinion and are excited to hear what you have to say about all of these questions that we got. Yeah. And for the people who may not know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into ministry? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's a a long and old story. But (laughs) um, yeah, I've been in full time ministry. I don't even know how many years. That's sad. I'm trying. I just have a hard enough time remembering how old I am. When people yeah. ask that, I have to stop and think for a while because, you know, <laughs> COVID kind of messed all the the yes. counting up. I feel That's like so I I blipped and it's two years later. <laughs> like Marvel. Yeah, yeah. We, went, we lived through the infinity. Yeah. War. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, ministry. Uh, did youth ministry as you said for a long time, like six years here in Pennsylvania, and then we moved to Texas where we met Val. And uh, came to be the youth pastors and worship pastors and fine arts pastors. Um, 
at the church that she grew up in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think my first year there, like I came to do worship and weren't you a senior in high school? Yeah. yeah. So then I, when I took over the youth ministry, she had like just graduated earlier that year and started teaching the middle school yes. uh, Sunday school class. Yes. My youth pastor asked me to Wait, lead. You taught a class? Yeah. Fresh out of high school. Whoa. My youth pastor's like, hey, you want to you wanna, like teach the middle school Sunday school? I'm like, sure. And then literally the next week he was like, I'm leaving to go be a missionary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no exaggeration. Was like, Which was cool because we got then a brand new, uh, young and excited mm-hmm. youth youth leader in Val. And so we, uh, Day and I, my wife Day, we stayed uh, there uh, for 10 years. We were at the church for 10 years doing music and youth ministry. And then uh, God called us to lead pastoring. We came back here. We've been at Wrightsville for Going on nine years. This summer will be nine years. So for any of you that are good at math and you're keeping up, let me know how long <laughs> I've been in ministry. But anyway, yeah, that's kind of the that's the short version of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And and we we got so many when we when we put out on our Instagram, just like, does anyone have questions about prayer? Does anyone I feel like we got so many responses that, you know, all kind of had the same kind of meaning, but just like worded differently. <laughs> but yeah, we're really excited that you're here to answer some questions. So we'll just Kick it off. Yeah. First question. Let's do it. Um, very first one was kind of a mesh of different questions, but basically had the same concept of what is the right format of prayer? Like in the in the Bible, it talks about, you know, like Jesus talks about the Lord's Prayer and how how we do that and how we go about that. But like, I guess the question was more so along the lines of like, does it always have to look just like that? Right. Or like if you're in a time of crisis, do you still have to have some kind of format or when does it become rambling and venting versus I'm praying for this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, my go-to would be Gregarian chants. (laughs) I'm going to start, I'm going to start there. (laughs) That's that's a move. Yeah. No, um, you know, the scripture that comes to my mind, uh, when I think is is First Thessalonians five says pray without ceasing, yeah. And so like wow, what does that look like? Well, obviously that can't be formulaic uh, if you're going to do anything else productive in your life, right? You, right. You, you can't just be you know follow. So that communicates to me that that prayer is absolutely a conversation, yeah. And and more than just because even a, an ongoing conversation you know is is not not uh, possible to do without ceasing. So it really becomes more of a pattern of your life. Yeah, a a habit, you know, uh, a prayer habit. I think like when you see uh, the story of Nehemiah and he's before the king and, uh, you know, he's the cupbearer. And then like he's talking to the king in one second and then in the next second he says, I and I prayed, I pray, you know, so it's like, well, what did that look like? He didn't turn around and like, you know, say the Lord's prayer. Right. right. Uh, He didn't, you know, kneel down right there. It was it was just that prayer is always right beneath the surface, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes I just call them those, those, uh, one breath prayers. Like mm-hmm. literally I can just be going through my day and just let out a prayer. Like, God, just help me in this moment. Lord, mm-hmm. give me wisdom. Yeah. Uh, Lord, you know, give, give me strength here. Lord, keep them safe. Whatever it is, it's those, mm-hmm. it's just that ongoing conversation of prayer. I yeah. think, um, there's a lot to be learned from the rhythms of, uh, you know, praying scripture and, we, you know, we talk about that kind of stuff and praying models of prayer, like the Lord's prayer or, right. uh, but, you know, I, I think uh, on a more like on a life level, just that ongoing conversation of prayer is, is critical and probably the, the healthier 
yeah. uh, in the long run portion of somebody's prayer life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that was part of the question too, was like, like you were just saying, you have like those like one breath prayers. You're mm-hmm. like, God help or God bless them mm-hmm. or God. And I think that part of that was like, okay, in the Lord's prayer, Jesus acknowledges God's holiness. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like our father, hallowed be your name. So like, do you always have to address it as like, before I ask you for help or before I say anything, do I have to like address your holiness, then ask, you know what I mean? And then like follow that suit. Right. But yeah, yeah that's, that's good. I think kind of a, a funny way of thinking about it is like, and, and this is funny. If, imagine if people talk to each other like they pray. <laughs> oh, good gracious. <laughs> like it, I'm, I mean, yeah, dear Kayla, it would be so weird, Kayla, if we talked to each other, right. Kayla, the way that, <laughs> Kayla, that Kayla. Kayla would talk to yes. Jesus, Kayla, right. you know, it, like, so I, I think, uh, yeah, we have, <laughs> we have our like, uh, Christianese, um, you know, church culture stuff that mm-hmm. honestly makes prayer a lot more weird and less normal yeah. than it should yeah, be. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, so true. even, you know, just some of the the words that we choose when we pray that just you know whatever maybe you grew up you know reading the king james bible and so that feels more spiritual but yeah i i think yeah we we make it more complicated than it has to be yeah and and kind of the tail end of the question too was what is the I think right way to word it when you say in jesus name like should you end every prayer in jesus name or is just saying amen enough because you know then you go back to scripture it talks about pray these things in my name like do you right, right. is ending it in jesus name like a crucial like this is how you end a prayer yeah like it's it's a it's a qualifier like if you yeah. don't if you don't say <laughs> if you forget the magic word right oh my God. Yeah. yeah no because no. i i do think again like we can we can get into ruts our prayer routines and there's nothing wrong with having a routine mm-hmm. uh but yeah if if we get to the place where um there's a, a level of mysticism to it then that's obviously unhealthy mm-hmm. like oh i've got like i've got to i gotta say this um, yeah. and, and, you know, whatever, some people are just more OCD than others and it has more to do with their personality yeah. than it has to do with their theology. It's yeah. like, I just like to, I just always say this, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. But, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, the Bible says God knows the things that we, uh, need before we even ask. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so if, if he knows what we need before we ask, I think he also knows if we're praying according to the will of God before right. we say mm-hmm. his son's name yeah. in the prayer. Like, so, yeah. uh, it's important to pray in the name of Jesus. And right. so I think that's a good practice to even say that out loud for our sake more than others. And certainly not for God's. He doesn't need us to say in Jesus mm-hmm. name for it to count. <laughs> yeah. you know, like that one, that one d- didn't make it. Yeah, like a tally. Up yeah. in it. Well, not in Jesus' name, so Can't get out of here. That one. <laughs> right. So sorry for you. Awesome. No, that's great. Val, if you want to hit him with number two. Yeah, we had a question from a friend that said, how do we balance using the authority we have in Jesus' name with submitting to God's will? Like, Ooh, you know, yeah. praying. Mm-hmm. It, we have all these things in Jesus' name, but then knowing that God's not always going to answer the way that we're praying right. for. Right, right. So how, how do we know... That is a good question, whoever your audience member was that said that. Uh, that's a great question because, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I grew up in, in the church culture of authority. Yeah. Like we have, yeah. we have authority. Um, and, and I think obviously that can 
that can go to it's truth okay there's truth in that so yeah. i don't want to jump too far to the other side but yeah um but to balance the thought that we do have authority in jesus name he said like you can say to the mountain be removed and so we like take verses like that and mm-hmm. we want to you know take our stand in faith and speak to the mountain and you know call those things that are not as though they were and we walk by faith and not by sight, and that's true, but we can go so far to where it's the, you know, name it and claim it, grab it and have it, you know, and, and like, yeah. like, <laughs> yes. like yeah, right. I can just anything, anything I want, you know, well, right. in Jesus' name, I'm going to slap mm-hmm. that on. And there's a whole lot of things that we've tried to pin Jesus on. He's like, that, I'm not about that at yeah, all. Yeah, right. And, but we just try to, you know, put Jesus' name on it. So I think the balance um, is, um, you know, Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 talks about those that we would, you know, the, what we call the Faith Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Those people that um, that just believed God, you know, and, and they're the people that make it, you know, on the flannel board in Sunday school, if yeah. you're as old as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the flannel board, I miss those days. Uh, so there's all these people, that, you know, the, the Moses, the Abraham, the Abel, the Enoch, all those stories of Samson and David and... Uh, But then you get like to the end of the chapter and verse 35 says, and there were others who Mm. were, who were tortured, refusing uh, to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. They faced jeers, flogging, chains, imprisonment, and like, wow, okay, that's, these people live by faith too. They're in the same chapter Mm -hmm. all. And then it says at the end of the chapter, um, all of these, it says they were commended for their faith yet none of them received what had been promised. Mm. So, like, I always think of the others. Like, and this is the thing of, like, yes, we have authority to, to, I mean, you know, you got Elijah here who calls down fire from heaven, and Moses, you know, who parts the Red Sea. But then you got people that also lived by faith, prayed in faith, believed God, and they were stoned to death. Verse 37 says they were sawed in two. I mean, like, uh, the, the, the worst, the worst, earthly outcomes and yet uh they, they weren't living by faith for earthly earthly outcomes mm-hmm. they were yeah. living by faith for heavenly rewards and so that that thing of ultimate submission to the will of god uh is critical i i just when i think about like yes we have faith to believe god can move mountains but when it comes to a biblical understanding of faith we always have to factor in the others yeah, yeah. and so that's where it's like god you know I, yes i want we always want to be like the person that, you know, stands to receive the award and says, I'd like to thank my God and Father, and my Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we always want to be that person. Yeah. yeah. Um, but are are we willing to give him all the glory if he calls wow, us to be yeah. the others? Mm. Yeah. And I think like a question that comes to my mind, um, especially with both of us who have parents who like passed away of sickness and, and disease, that how do you how do you pray for someone And I mean, I know it all comes down to your faith, but like, how do you pray healing for someone and not have that like slight worry in the back of your mind? Like, what if this is the case where that, you know, like something like that happens and still trust that the next time you pray for someone, even if you didn't see it happen this time, that Mm -hmm. you still pray for someone with the same amount of faith that they could be healed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I think that's always going to be there, that that worry. Uh, that's the, the battle of the flesh and Mm -hmm. and we're, we're not unique in that. I mean, you think about the apostle Paul and, uh, the, the miracles that he saw and the, the works that he did. And yet 
he prayed three times that the Lord would remove uh, a thorn in his side. Mm-hmm. And, and God's answer was not, uh, pray harder, pray longer. Maybe I'll answer on the fourth time. Yeah. God's answer was, my grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes so God gives us a miracle. Sometimes God gives us grace. Yeah. You know, and uh, to wow. en- to endure. So, I, I mean, I just think that's uh, we know we know from the Word of God that that He answers prayer. We yeah. know He does miracles. We know He responds to faith. Yeah. Um. So my my posture is always like, as long as there's breath in this body, uh, then then a miracle is possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, the brother of Jesus, said, you have not because you ask not. So I don't ever want to not get the miracle just because I didn't ask. Yeah, Right, that's so true. I'm just like, okay, we're going to believe, we're going to trust God, we're going to ask in faith, Yeah, and we're going to leave the results up to him. Yeah. And I've seen God heal people mm-hmm. uh, this side of heaven, and I've seen God heal people on the other side. Yeah. And so either way, our position is faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's so- such a good point that like, having like an eternal view of life and not just like here because you know god god obviously cares about your your body your physical body but he healed your eternity you know what mm-hmm. i mean like well yeah it's the i mean it's the it's the the paralytic on yeah. the mat you know his four friends they lower him down through the roof and this guy's, I mean, it, nobody has to ask, like, what do you need? You know, I mean, the guy's paralyzed. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah, right. Jesus looks him dead in the face and says, son, your sins are forgiven. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. Like, that is the priority of the kingdom. Right, yeah. Like, if I, if I heal this guy's body and he walks for the next 25 years and spends an eternity in hell, like, that is not, not that the is point. not yeah. the, the greatest miracle but Jesus looks at him and goes right to the, the greatest issue of his life. This guy needs a savior. Yeah. And he heals him. And then the, the indication from the story is really, I, he might have just left him that way. Like, your sins are forgiven and that's it. But then hmm. he perceives the religious people in the room, you know, who are frustrated that Jesus has just uh, had the audacity to say, you know, your sins are forgiven. And right. so then yeah. Jesus asked the question, like, what's harder to say? Your sins are forgiven or get up and walk. Hmm. But so that you believe, mm-hmm. then he tells the guy, get up. And so then he heals it. Almost like I really wasn't going to bother healing this guy's legs today. Yeah. But since none of you believe I can forgive sins, mm. I'm going to heal his body too. Yeah. And a lot of times our faith rises and falls on the physical miracle. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus is like, no, there's a far greater, greater thing that I'm, I'm doing here. And, uh, and then the other reality with all that is... Um, and I think this takes humility on all, all of our part as Christians, but just to go like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why God didn't do that. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. you know, Deuteronomy yeah. 29 says the secret things belong to the Lord. Mm. And sometimes we've just got to file it in the secret things file and be like, ah, you know what? I don't have an answer. I'm not going to pretend just because I'm a pastor that I can tell you why that person didn't get healed or mm-hmm. why that person did. Uh, yeah. But I do think you're right. We have to have an eternal view. We have to we have to see that uh, the Bible does say it's appointed unto man once to die, yeah, and then to face the judgment. Yeah. So like, yeah, even if he heals you, yeah, yeah, you're gonna die at some point. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and if you're Lazarus yeah. twice, yeah, you know, like God does right. miracles, but still these bodies are appointed mm. to death. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we'd like to write the story of how, but we don't always get that privilege. Yeah, yeah, we can't let our future prayers for healing faith be affected by what we didn't see. Yeah. Yeah. In the side of eternity. 
That's such a good way to frame it. Yeah, that's a great way to say it, too. That's exactly right. Yeah, so good. Um, okay, question number three. Actually, what does it look like to have a two-way conversation with God? Like, I've heard that said so many times, like, conversation is back and forth. But when you can't physically hear from God, mm-hmm. sometimes I pray. I'm like, do I pray and then sit and wait? So hold up, see. hold up. So the two of you don't physically hear from God? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. Never. <laughs> but it's not like you. It's well, not like that's an, the end of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we've been outed there. Um, but, you know, you don't. It's not like a conversation right. with a physical person where you're like, let me sit and wait for you to say something. Yeah. What does that look like? I'll tell you what it looks like for me. I never go to the prayer meeting without my Bible. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we can say stuff like that. Like, yeah, prayer's a, a, you know, it's a conversation. And you're right. That can become so, like, ambivalent that, mm-hmm. that we're like, I don't really, I don't really know. Is that me or you, God? I always have my Bible open. And, and I'm, I'm listening for the Lord, mm-hmm. but I also recognize that God has spoken the most loudly and clearly through his word. Yeah. yeah. So we should never come out of a time of prayer and say like, well, God didn't really say anything. Like, just open your Bible and read something. Yeah. yeah like absolutely. he has spoken yeah. and he does want to speak for sure right here and right now. But that's where like this is the this is the rhema word and the logos, like the logos is the it's the written word of God. But it's also the right now word of God. Mm. It's the rhema word. And so so I can read something you know, in its context. And yeah, that can be a blessing. But out of that context, God can speak to my context. Mm. And so for me, one of the most practical ways to say, how do I make prayer a conversation? I take my Bible when I pray. Mm. Yeah. And and I want, I want to, you know, I want to actually digest the word of God to get a word from God. Mm. Yeah. I think a really good tip is just like opening your Bible and saying, God, whatever you want to speak and then just pointing to something. I think that's a really good, yes. that's that, how he speaks to yeah, me. Yeah. I don't know about that's, you. That's called Bible roulette. Yeah. You yeah. just you open know. it and there's my word. But yeah. honestly, I mean, the, the Psalms are prayers. Yes. They are prayers. And so it's, it's why it's the wide, you know, most widely the favorite book, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, absolutely. Of all, more than any other book. People will say, Oh, I love Psalms. It's because we, we all can relate to those prayers. And so that's just a, a good example. Another thing, you know, if you're like, Jesus, speak to me. Well, like my Bible, all of Jesus' words are in red letters. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. not hard to find Jesus speaking to you yeah. if you just find the red letters and yeah. Jesus speak to me and now read something that he said. Yeah. Yeah. So is reading the Bible the only way we can really discern the voice of God in our lives and conversations? No, I, I think uh, we have to uh, also, well, Jesus said this. He said, you know, my sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that doesn't mean necessarily on your first day as a Christian that you're going to be able to discern the voice of God. But the longer you walk with him, the longer you pray, there is that sense of discerning mm-hmm. like, okay, is this the Lord or is this like last night's pizza? <laughs> like I think, uh, you know, for for me um, – I, I can easily get distracted mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, I, in anything I'm doing. I can easily get distracted. I can be thinking about one thing and then thinking about five other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've learned in my prayer time to not always think my distractions are distractions. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, yeah. if I'm having prayer and then my thoughts start, you know, moving towards, you know, 
a conversation I had with my daughter this morning, mm-hmm. then I, I'm not, I'm not going to just be like, oh, that's, that's a, you know, uh, a random thought. No, I'm actually going to allow the Holy Spirit to direct me and my thoughts towards, I'm going to start praying for my daughter right then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start praying for my family. And uh, you know, sometimes if I'm praying, then all of a sudden, you know, a scripture comes to mind. Um, I might just pray that and move on. But oftentimes it might be, again, it might be a prompt for me to go there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I just remembered and maybe like half quoted part of a verse, but that just came to my mind. Why did that come to my mind? Well, hmm. there's probably a lot more beneath that. So yeah. even as I'm praying, I'll go there in the scripture. But I think to, to, to your question, Val, um, when I'm when I'm praying and I'm wanting to discern the voice of the Lord, I, I want to pray uh, with a yieldedness to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and again, I know that kind of language can sound, you know, uh, hard to, to grab a hold of. Uh, but. But again, it's, it's praying and asking the Holy Spirit to to speak in that moment. And so for me, it's not always the clarity of like, wow, I prayed and then God said this. In fact, it kind of weirds me out when people talk like that. They're like, yeah, I was in my closet this morning. I was talking to the Lord. I was like, should I wear the blue shoes or the white shoes? And he said the blue. I'm like, I don't have that kind of relationship yeah, with the Lord. Yeah. So it kind of weirds me out when people are like, yeah, I mean, the Lord just told me. You just need, and then they talk in really specific, clear yeah. terms. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's more, it, it, it's, it's less of a, it's more of a, of a, like a compass needle, mm. you know, it's more of a direction, uh, than it is directions. It's yeah. not like God's like, okay, I want you to go here and I want you to say that and I want you to do this, but it, it's a, it's a leading in a direction. So if I'm praying towards something, mm-hmm. um, then I, I, and I sense the Holy spirit kind of like a nudge in that direction, then I'll just keep praying towards that until uh, I start to get clarity. Yeah. Start to get, you know, start to form a direction. That's so good. Yeah. Final one. Um, When do you know it's the right time to stop praying for something? And I feel like the obvious answer is like, oh, when God has come through. But more along the lines of like, I'll pray for the same thing, maybe like three or four nights in a row. And if you keep doing that, is that like lack of faith? Because you're wondering if God heard you or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or is it one of those things that you, you pray for it once, trust that God heard you and let it be? Yeah. Like when do you, when, when is the right time to stop praying? Yeah. For that's something? a good question because I think some people have that, that attitude that, um, I don't want to, I don't want to be unfa- I don't want to seem like I don't trust God. Like I prayed mm-hmm. and he knows now yeah. if I pray again, is that a lack of faith? But if we use that logic, um, you got to carry it all the way uh, to the end. And, yeah. you know, I quoted the scripture earlier. The Bible says, like, he knows what you need before you ask. Mm-hmm. So if you use the logic that praying for it twice is a lack of faith, well, then maybe praying for it once is a lack of faith. Mm-hmm. You could just sit yeah. there and be like, well, you know, God, you know. Yeah. I don't want to ask because I trust you know. So obviously, you know, he invites us to pray. And more than that, he invites us to pray with persistence. Mm-hmm. He invites us to pray diligently to ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. And uh, so over and over, the scriptures communicate that, that God doesn't just honor faith. He honors uh, audacious faith, mm-hmm. persistent faith. And uh, so again, for me, I, I don't think there's ever a moment where I just go, well, I guess we've we've asked about that enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just want to like pray through 
for the breakthrough. Like, mm-hmm. just keep keep praying and believing for something until one of two things happen. Either I see the answer, God gives me clarity, you know, uh, either with like a, a yes or a no or a not yet, um, or I feel the prayer burden lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that, that language of a prayer burden just means, you know, in the most practical way, like, I just don't, like, there's an urgency, I need to pray about this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the urgency is gone. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I'm not really sure what the Lord's doing there. But uh, I just, I, I, I feel uh, contentment, even with this not being answered in my life right now. Like, uh, if, if it comes back to my mind, if, um, sometimes, you know, I, something comes off the shelf, and it's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just bombarding heaven. I'm praying about this every day, every mm-hmm. day. And then it's like that season of intercession yeah leaves and i'm like i yeah maybe i'm not gonna pray about it for a while yeah mm-hmm. and then it comes back or or i go back to an old journal and it's there and i'm like yeah god never did that so i'm, I'm gonna bring it before him again hmm. but uh, sometimes it's just that that burden lifts and i'm like yeah okay. yeah yeah i was thinking about like in daniel when he fasts and like the breakthrough the answer comes on the like he says 40 days or 21 days 21 days yeah for fasting and prayer, and then on the twenty first day, twenty second day, I can't remember exactly. Twenty first day. Twenty first day. Yeah. That's when the breakthrough comes. Yeah. And so persistence, like sometimes it's going the set amount of time. Yeah. Um, I heard. I think it was Annie F. Downs was talking about this recently. She's like, I don't want to get to the end of my life and find out that I stopped praying too soon. Like right. I stopped praying yeah. the day before God was going to answer. Right. Yeah. And so. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is such good stuff. Okay, Val, I think you have one more question and then. Okay, this was an interesting one that I saw. Um, Praying scripture versus just praying whatever is on your mind. Is praying the scripture a more effective way to pray than just praying our own words? Uh, I don't know if if it's more effective or not, but what is more effective is praying the will of God. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you want to guarantee your prayers are going to be answered. Pray the will of God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, uh, so if for me, there is a confidence uh, because his word is authoritative. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mine is, you know, speculative at best. Yeah. So uh, if I if I can anchor my prayer to a promise, then I'm going to I'm going to pray it with Mm -hmm. more confidence. I'm going to pray it with more authority. And um my faith is going up because yeah. because he's already said like heaven and earth is going to pass away, but his word will never pass away. Yeah. So if I can mm-hmm. if I can rally to the word, I'm always going there. Like mm-hmm. by default, if yeah. if I'm praying about something, half the time I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a promise or find a, a word. Like is this is this already God's will? Because yeah. a lot of times you know we yeah. pray we pray for stuff we shouldn't even have to pray about like you know you don't have to pray like should the lost be saved like i'm (laughs) pretty sure pretty sure that's established like i don't have to pray about should i be a witness you know (laughs) um but yeah for those areas that i don't i don't know the will of god uh again i don't have i don't have a map i don't have a map but i do have a compass yeah. And so if there's a word in the word that points due north and I'm like that, I don't know exactly how this plays out, but that's the, that's the will of God. I'm just going to go to that place mm-hmm. yeah. um, every time. I don't know that it means that, you know, my prayer is more powerful, but it does say to me more confidently, I'm praying according to the will of God. Yeah. yeah. So good. I saw this thing today, Pastor Craig Rochelle. 
he posted a video talking about prayer and he was like, it was so timely. Like I literally saw it. I was sitting in the parking lot on Instagram as we do before coming in and socializing. I sat on social media and, um, I was going through and he posted this video about prayer and he was like, we don't pray to, to get what we want. Like we don't keep coming to God and keep laying things down to like, get what we want. We do it to learn his heart and his will for our lives Mm -hmm. and align our heart with that. And I was like, that's so good. Like the more you spend time with God, the more you get to know him. And the, you know, the Bible says, um, that he will give you the desires of your heart. If, how does that end there? Cause there's more to that than just, he will give you the desires of your heart. If you, yeah, what, the what qualifier is, is the pursuit of him. Right. Like if you, if you keep spending time with him, but like the, the thing about that is, is that your heart will be aligned with his heart and then he can give you the desires of your heart exactly. because you're walking in the same lane. Yeah, you know he's, not, what I mean? he's not giving you the desires of a rebellious heart. Yes. Right. He's giving you the desires of a heart fully consecrated to his will and his purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is, like you said, persistently seeking, knocking, asking. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, And yeah, you're not going to go to God. I think it's your will that I get a red Ferrari. And I think <laughs> it's going to happen tomorrow. You know, right. I think of that video uh, or that movie that's like for free. You know what I'm talking about? No. Do either of you know what I'm talking about? Not a clue. Never mind. Um, but either way, that was that was pretty much all we had. Yeah. And such a great conversation. Thank you. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Well, thank you for inviting me to be the first uh male guest on oh yeah. On your podcast. Yes. Uh honestly, I, I love I love talking about prayer. Um, love leading our church toward prayer, which mm-hmm. is what we're getting ready to do right after we record yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for the invite. Thanks yeah. for letting me be a part of the conversation. Is yeah. there anything, like any anything about prayer that we didn't say ask that you would want to like, kind of want to pitch in? Uh, you know, I, I would say, I would say the thing about uh, prayer is that God wants your heart. Mm, yeah. More more than anything else, I mean, he he came to ransom our hearts, mm-hmm. and there's not a person in the world that you have a good relationship with that you don't have good communication with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. When communication breaks down, the relationship breaks down. So uh, the the semantics of prayer, how you pray, what you say, where you sit, you know, do I have to be like, you know, sitting, you know, with my little cappuccino in the corner of a cafe <laughs> with a moleskin uh, <laughs> journal. <laughs> That's like, the best way to do it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like we 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 look at like the Instagrammable moments yeah. and we're like, oh, that's got to be my prayer life. I'm like, yeah. no, like it can literally, you know, be 7 a.m., you know, mm-hmm. messed up hair in your sweatpants with a sock uh, with a hole in it and your toes sticking <laughs> out. Like, yeah. honestly, I, I just, my encouragement to anybody when it comes to prayer, like, how I don't know how to pray. We'll pray. Yeah. Like, like just just begin and and you know um don't don't try to have somebody else's prayer life yeah. have your own prayer life and that's why again that's why I love the psalms because some of them are i mean you can just you can take them and put music to it and we'll all sing it off the screen on sunday it's beautiful yeah. and then other <laughs> ones it's like kill my enemies <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like you know yeah uh, I despise them. They're like, wow, that's not nice at all. But, all right, in G. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. We would never sing some of the Psalms. Yeah. Um, because they're like really blunt, but like God, God still calls them His holy word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's because it's it's an authentic relationship, and that's what God wants with all of us. He wants that that communication. Uh, now, if you do pray, like it, it'll you'll get better at it. 
like like mm-hmm. anything, you know, people will get better at it. And the longer you read your Bible, the more the Word of God will become a part of your prayer life. And after a while, you're actually going to sound like you know how to pray. And people are like, wow, that's powerful. <laughs> but uh, it's not powerful because of what it sounds like to us. It's powerful yeah. because of what it sounds like to God. Yeah. And he said, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? The one who has clean hands and a pure mm-hmm. heart. Yeah. So if you can come before God confessing your sins, you know, essentially clean hands and and come with a pure heart you're going to move the heavens and shake the earth. Mm. Yeah. So good. so good. So, so good. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys. It's yeah. been fun. Um, would you mind praying us out? Yeah. I don't really know how. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, let me refresh you with the notes here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. God, you do all things well. And, um, and you order our days, which means uh, at the time we're sitting and recording this, you know what time somebody's going to be listening. And that's just amazing that I could pray right now and it would apply in that moment right then. And so we just thank you for for your faithfulness. Thank you that our prayer knows no bounds. You're not restricted by time. And so neither are the prayers that that enter your throne room. (laughs) And so right now, I just want to pray specifically for somebody that's listening to this podcast right now that feels uh, like their relationship with you is not where it should be. Maybe they feel like the heavens are brass and their prayers are just bouncing off the ceiling. God, I pray that this would be a breakthrough moment, that this conversation would inspire a much more important conversation, one where they're not just sitting and listening, but where they're talking with you. Mm -hmm. And God, I just pray in this moment that like you would just turn, turn the mic for them from this podcast being something they're just listening to to something that they're, they're participating. Mm -hmm. And I pray that you would just soften their hearts uh, that you would give them the confidence to know that you already know their thoughts. And more than anything, you want them to open up and express that to you. God, would you just let uh, let somebody's relationship with you go deeper because, because they're open to calling out to you one more time. And, mm-hmm. and use this conversation to be the prompt that they need to get started. In yeah. Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. This was literally uh, just so fun such, <laughs> such a treasure yeah. of conversation yeah hope you if you didn't take notes i i literally yeah. am sitting here page yeah. full if you of didn't just... take notes maybe go back again and listen and write some stuff down because pastor aaron is full of gold gold little gold nuggets that yeah. you're just gonna you're just gonna carry with you yes. and oh my gosh and if you want to hear more from him a great way to get more of his wisdom is to listen to our church's sermon podcast. Yeah. You can find it. It's only on iTunes right now, but mm-hmm. just go search for Wrightsville Assembly of God. Or an easy way to find it is going to wrightsvillechurch.com. And all of our church's sermons are on there. He's constantly just leading the church so well, like bringing yeah. such good, timely messages. We know that they will be a blessing to you. Yeah, and Facebook, right? You can find everything on... If you, yeah. I mean, it's not like a great way, but Facebook... Yeah, it, if it's you, a lot... There's a lot more work that goes into yeah. it because we're posting a lot of things on Facebook, yeah. but you can watch the live services there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Highly encouraged. It's, yes. it's 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 a good time. Yeah, it's a good time. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah. Okay, we'll see you again in a couple weeks. See you in two weeks. Yes. Bye.